Hey there, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Bold Movement podcast that's called Bold Is. It is our goal to walk you through a book of the Bible, verse by verse, step by step, break it down so that you can better understand it, and in hopes that maybe one day you can go and teach scripture. Um, Our goal at the Bold Movement is to teach and train women how to study their Bibles more effectively, and we are so passionate about the Word of God. I am so excited to finish the second part of Mark chapter 14. We are getting so close to the end of this book. I am so excited that you have tuned in with me and that we have worked this far. I never thought we'd see the day that we'd get here, but um, we're close to finishing. What I want you guys to do is if you have suggestions on a new book for us to dive into and start checking out, we want to go through an Old Testament book. That way we're going back and forth. Our Bible study currently right now is working through the book of Leviticus. So I was thinking maybe we could do something more focused um, with a story or a narrative throughout it. So give us some feedback. Tell us what you want to learn in the Old Testament. And maybe we could just work through that together um, coming up in our next podcast. Guys, I also want to let you know that you can tune in to a brand new podcast podcast put on by the bold movement and it is called real talk it's just going to be different women who are going to come in and out consistently um katherine cooley and i will be on there she'll be interviewing folks um We'll have other members of the Bull Movement team, our board members, and everything on this podcast. And what we're doing is just having full-on, no-fluff conversations about Christian life. Um, And, you know, we have this podcast, Bold Is, to focus on scripture. That one is to focus on application. So we're super excited about that. It'll be coming out really soon. Make sure you check back on the website for this. Guys, let's just go ahead and devour the rest of Mark chapter 14. You are listening to Bold Is, a ministry podcast training women how to handle the Word of God. Buckle up, sis. It's about to get real. Here's your host, Megan Rawlings. All right. Awesome. So... Let's go ahead and do this. The way that we like to do it is read scripture and then break it down as we're reading it so you know exactly where we're at and how to follow along. If you want to read scripture with us, get your English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, because that is the version we're going to be using. Let's start Mark chapter 14, verse 32. And they went to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. Now, just so you know, when they said, and they, it's talking about Jesus and his disciples. Verse 33, and he took with him Peter and James and John and began to be greatly distressed and troubled. And he said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch. And going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. And he came and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray that you may enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again, he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were very heavy, and they did not know what to answer him. And he came the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? It is enough. The hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, 
Let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Why is Jesus struggling with what he is about to face? So many famous figures from history met death with courage. Yet, as James Edwards notes, and we've used a lot of James Edwards commentaries because it is great. Okay, anywho, he notes the answer must be that Jesus is aware of facing something more than simply his own death. In chapter 10, verse 45, he spoke of the purpose of the Son of Man, which was to give his life as a ransom for many. That was the objective description of his purpose. Now, we hear the subjective experience of it. In Gethsemane, Jesus must make the first payment of that ransom, to will to become the sin bearer for humanity. Jesus stands before the final consequence of being the servant of God, pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. And that's from Isaiah 53, 4-5. It's one thing... Fearful as it will be to answer for our own sins before a holy and almighty God, who can imagine what it would be like to stand before God to answer for every sin and crime and act of malice and injury and cowardice and evil in the world? In acquiescing to the Father's will of bearing, the sin of many interceding for transgressors, which is fifty three twelve in Isaiah, Jesus necessarily experiences an abandonment and darkness of cosmic proportions. The worst prospect of becoming the sin bearer for humanity is that it spells complete alienation from God, an alienation that will shortly echo above the desolate landscape of Calvary. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Not his own mortality, but the specter of identifying with sinners so fully as to become the object of God's wrath against sin. It is this that overwhelms Jesus' soul to the point of death. Edwards goes on to state there is also danger for the disciples. A lesser and different danger to be sure, but danger nevertheless. The last word of the Olivet Discourse was, Watch, lest you be caught sleeping. In Gethsemane, the disciples fail the test and fall asleep. Three times Jesus warns them to watch. Verse 34, verse 37, and verse 38. And pray so that you will not fall into temptation. But the crisis before Jesus is canceled and consumed by their lethargy. Three times Jesus finds them asleep. Surely a prelude to Peter's three forthcoming denials. No wonder Jesus calls the chief apostle Simon and not Peter. For in Gethsemane, he has not lived up to his name. He is not a rock. Something else I want to note about a Peter really quick. You know... Oftentimes, um, in in the first century, your name was attached to your identity. And Peter, which is uh, also Cephas, is the rock. And a lot of people think, oh, it's the rock on which my church, like a foundation, the rock which the church is built on. And yeah, 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 that's true. But some Greek scholars think it's more applicable to say rock as in rockhead, like hard-headed. And I just thought that was a little fun fact I wanted to share with you. So let's move on to verse 43. And immediately while he was sleep speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man. Seize him and lead him away under guard. And when he came, he went up to him at once and said, Rabbi, and he kissed him. 
and they laid hands on him and seized him. Okay, something really interesting about that. In the um, Levitical laws, when they're doing the sacrifices, there is a sacrifice where you lay your hands on the sacrifice and it is um, an example of passing on your sins to that sacrifice. And I think it's really cool that scripture in the New Testament explicitly says that the guards laid hands on Jesus and seized him. A little foreshadowing? I think so. But one of those who stood by drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. And Jesus said to them, Have you come out as, a, as against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day I was with you in the temple teaching, and you did not seize me. <clears throat> but let the scriptures be fulfilled. And they all left him and fled. And a young man followed him with nothing but a linen cloth about his body, and they seized him. But he left the linen cloth and ran away naked. The disciples flee. Why? Even though Jesus had told them repeatedly that this was God's plan, they refused to accept it. They wanted a Messiah who would kill, not one destined to die. So I want you to notice something. It talks about one of the disciples pulling out his sword and cutting off the ear of the um, servant of the high priest. This is because, and this was actually Peter, and we find out in other gospels um, that it was Peter. And he does this because he thinks that Jesus is the Messiah and his version of, which he was, but his version of the Messiah was someone who was going to rise up and overthrow Rome. And he thought this was time to revolt. And that's why and he was ready to revolt against Rome. But Jesus is like, no, 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 no. And then they all end up running away anyway. Also, the, um, Many scholars believe that the young man who <laughs> runs off naked because they have his um, linen cloth was Mark. And we find that in verse 51 and 52, which is kind of funny. Okay, moving on. Verse 53. And they led Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests and the elders and the scribes came together. And Peter had followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. And he was sitting with the guards and warning himself at the fire. Now, the chief priests and the whole council were seeking testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but they found none. For many bore false witness against him, but their testimony did not agree. And some stood up and bore false witness against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and in three days I will build another not made with hands. Yet even about this, their testimony did not agree. And the high priest stood up in the midst and asked Jesus, Have you no answer to make? What is... What is it that these men testify against you? But he remained silent and made no answer. Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming with the clouds of heaven. And the high priest tore his garments and said, What further witness do we need? Have you heard this blasphemy? What is your decision? And they all condemned him as deserving death. And some began to spit on him and to cover his face and to strike him, saying to him, Prophesy. And the guards received him with blows. James Edward notes that Peter again fails. He boasted he would die for Jesus, but now he's not even willing to be close to him. Peter has forsaken a discipleship of costly following for one of safe observation. Meanwhile, the Jewish Sanhedrin breaks its own rules to expedite Jesus' trial. Typically, the charge of blasphemy was applicable only if a person directly invoked God's name in a negative way. But this court is not interested in justice, only holding on to power. 
And it is ironic that one of the charges deals with the destruction of the temple, for in his death and resurrection, Jesus becomes the true temple. Also, it is the high priest who refers to Jesus as the Christ. A Roman centurion will do so as well, and both are responsible for Jesus' death. Okay, let's keep going. Look at verse 66. And as Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came, and seeing Peter warning himself, she, warming himself, she looked at him and said, You also were the Nazarene Jesus. You, I'm sorry. You also were with the Nazarene Jesus. But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you mean. And he went out into the gateway, and the rooster crowed. And the servant girl saw him and began again to say to the bystanders, This man is one of them. But again he denied it. And after a little while, the bystanders again said to Peter, Certainly you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. But he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know this man of whom you speak. And immediately the rooster crowed a second time. And Peter remembered how Jesus had said to him, Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he broke down and wept. Peter has failed the Lord yet again, and the fulfilled prophecy regarding the rooster must have brought this home. Peter may have wanted a different type of Messiah, but he could not deny the prophecy is from God. Guys, that's all I have for you this week. Next week, we're going to look at chapter 15, and then um, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to finish up Mark. I'm so excited you're still tuned in. If you will, our, we have a brand new column in the Christian Standard, which is a great magazine. If you subscribe online, it is 100% free, which is super exciting. And our column is called Polished. This month, uh, March, well, the month coming up, March, uh, it our column is based on how to study the Bible. And it gives you step-by-step directions. Super exciting stuff. You absolutely have to check it out. February's was a story of a woman who was married to a non-Christian and how she prayed for her salvation. And I'll leave that as a cliffhanger. You can check it out. And you can just check that out at Christian Standard. Um, They have a website. So definitely look there. They're also on Facebook. Speaking of which, you can find The Bold Movement on all social media platforms. Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. We are everywhere. Check us out. Most of them are TBM underscore ministry. Um, We also have some merch for sale. You can look at our coffee mugs. We have shirts and we will mail them to you. We can also um, give you some pins and some really cool stuff. Please subscribe to our podcast, rate and review it, give us five stars, and if you would like to, we have a Patreon, which is an opportunity for you to support us financially and monetarily. Um, Every month, we have plans ranging from a dollar a month to $25 a month, and there are some incentives for those, and so um, it'd be great if you don't have money um, and you're a broke college kid, or maybe you're just a broke human. (laughs) Totally get it. Um, Give us some prayers, because... The only way that we're going to be able to continue with this ministry is by the grace of God and by his mercy. So definitely ask for those continued prayers. Ladies, it has been a great journey this far. Let's keep walking through. Don't forget to go out and do